TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friends? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe. Causeway I 10 in Metairie. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So see by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. It's all Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery.
Welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Join the conversation there. What a great show today on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, Gary Smith joined me along with Jude Young. And uh, I had those guys previously together as a team. And uh, they did not disappoint. Um, We covered UNO, uh, UNO football, LSU, Tulane, uh, Pelicans, Saints, all on tap today. If you miss us at 1 o'clock this afternoon, you can check it out tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, that's WLA-TV2. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Always at ericasher.com, always on the WLE-TV YouTube page. It'll be up on our social media platforms this evening. Uh, speaking of our guest list, um, Gary Smith will join us at 4.15. Uh, that'll be followed by Raw, by Ross Jackson of uh, Locked On Saints podcast. He will join us at uh, 4:35, talking Saints. Um, we'll talk Pelicans with Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights at 5:15, and then we'll talk LSU uh, with um, Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show, at uh, 5:35 this afternoon. Of course, uh, uh, Gary covers the uh, the wave for uh, both his website, the Wave Report, and also Noel.com, Times Picayune. So, again, looking forward to having those guys. Our regular Thursday rotation uh, here on the program. Um, don't forget, as always, our title sponsor for each and every show uh, this week and, of course, this day on Thursday. Uh, it is the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And, of course, uh, that includes Mambo's, Oceana Grill, the Hineout Bar, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street, uh, what, a, what a great spot. I mean, the 200 block of Bourbon Street, right where all the action is. Um, open for uh, lunch and dinner seven days a week. They're open late till we got 1, 1, 1 a.m. Uh, a, a beautiful um, um, restaurant, first of all, with two Bourbon Street balconies, with adjoining private rooms to dine or have your next event. Look, it's not too early to start thinking about holiday parties. And how great would it be to have a holiday party on Bourbon Street with your own private Bourbon Street balcony, private restroom, of course, private bar, and then, of course, what, what the uh, friends, our friends at Old New Orleans Cook can do in terms of creating, again, a fantastic atmosphere, but also a great menu for you as well. Uh, also, remember, if, um, if there is not an event going on and there is a, 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 a large parties that are... Um, are waiting to get into uh, Old New Orleans Cookery. They will open up those uh, those rooms, those private rooms for the overflow. But, you know, again, most of the time they want to use that for uh, for private events. Uh, also, a, a uh, authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night, at the, uh, at the rear of the building. Beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. Literally, you can sit right there and just watch the craziness uh, from your seat as, as you enjoy a great meal. Uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. Great um, um, cocktails uh, made by some of the greatest mixologists that we have here in the city. I'm telling you right now, just extraordinary cocktails that you're getting uh, from our friends over the, uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. And then, look, it's family-friendly. Um, it, it is friendly for you and your significant other to go, and dine. Maybe you're having an, an anniversary. Maybe, again, you're celebrating something. Great place to be able to have any type of celebration. Uh, also, closing a business deal. 
You know, again, bring them on over to Old New Orleans Cookery. I mean, again, you know, you got plenty of space to be able to do what you need to do, plus also a uh, great atmosphere for you as well. And perfect for date night. So, again, if you're looking for a place to be able to hang out and have a good time, it's part of the Oceana family of restaurants. It's Old New Orleans Cookery. Hey, to find out more, it's nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. And, uh, you know, outstanding, just outstanding um, restaurants, outstanding management, and uh, great menus at each and every um, each and every one of the restaurants. So uh, we uh, remind you that, again, especially if you want to have something late to eat in this city, uh, you, the choices are limited. But you know what? Not when it comes to the Oceana family of restaurants. Uh, they are open late for you seven days a week and uh, with a full menu as well. It's not one of these things where you get a little partial menu here and there. No, full menu, ready to go. All right, uh, let me give you the uh, Saints uh, – Injury report uh, as we go into today on Thursday. Marcus Davenport limited with a calf injury. Mark Ingram still out with a knee injury. Uh, he did not practice. Uh, Jarvis Landry ankle limited practice. There's hope that he will be back this week. Um, Marshawn Lattimore, there was talk he might be back, but he did not practice this week. Uh, Eric McCoy calf did not practice. Andres Pete tricep did not practice. Ryan Ramshack was limited with, again, knee also, Pete Werner, ankle, did not practice. Marcus May, abdomen injury, did not practice. Cameron Jordan got rest for as a, as a veteran. Uh, they, they called him limited uh, uh, today. So um, the walking wounded continues for the New Orleans Saints as um, a, a very, very frustrating season uh, continues. Um, a lot of talk about quarterback changes. We'll get into that a little bit later on the program. A lot of talk about, you know, again, who's what, what motivating factor is, is, is what's going to motivate this team to, to be the the team we saw uh, against the Raiders? Uh, because there's a lot of lack of motivation going on right now. There is, you know, we thought that locker room was cancer free, right? Okay, and that was one of the reasons they said they jettisoned CJ GJ uh, to to Philly, but there's something wrong in that locker room right now. Um, whether they're not trusting the coaches, uh, they don't respect the coaches without Peyton there, not having Peyton and, of course, his intense um, uh, leadership and also uh, motivation tactics. Uh, something's missing with the, with the Saints team, but it's, they're still not out of it. Uh, and with, again, one game back, Carolina-Atlanta tonight on, on Thursday night football, and we'll see if the Saints can, can get a little, a little bit closer uh, as we go forward. Pels last night, again, w- – w- not 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 too um, accurate from the three point line, but they still pull off the win, one fifteen to one eleven over the Chicago Bulls, and um, uh, good to see them get a win. Like I talked about it before, uh, they they were five and five in the first ten, three overtime games and a lot of injuries. This is a deep team. Uh, Green's got to figure out again how he can get these um, uh, uh, get these lineups in there, where again they're flowing together. But two things that that are sticking out: number one, they're not the same defensive team they were last year. They got to get back to again that intense defense, that team defense. That's why well, that's what made them go on their run last year. And the other thing is sharing the basketball. Too much one on one. Again, uh, g- giving up the good shot for the great shot, and maybe even the greater shot. When that ball is moving, uh, they are they are at their best. And the other thing is defense and rebounding. Uh, if they they play good defense, if they're rebounding, in a lot of cases they're getting easy baskets. That sauce the offense up, and then of course they can knock down the three. Um, last night was a big win for them. Six-game homestand starting tonight with Portland uh, in the Smoothie King Center. All right, let's talk to some, some wave. Um, I'm just so excited about the Green Wave. And, and, and you know what? New Orleans should be. And, and um, because of, again, look, even if you're not a Tulane fan, uh, they are the Division One team in the city. And uh, it's been a long time coming. 
uh, in terms of, again, uh, to see this type of performance week in, week out uh, from a Tulane football team. And uh, UCF is a tough opponent. Unfortunately, again, as we talked about all week long, game day will not be there. That's their loss, okay? But hopefully there will be 30,000-plus in Yeoman to cheer on this team. And, and again, a must-win uh, for, uh, for Tulane coming off again, uh, a win again, win at Tulsa. To break it down for us, his, his, report, his uh, website, the Wave Report, hands down. If you want to know what's going on with the Wave, you got to be a subscriber to the Wave Report. If you call yourself a Tulane fan, you should be subscribed to the Wave Report. Uh, keeps you up to date on everything that's going on with, all, with, again, every single sport. Also, recruiting, you know exactly what's going on there. And then, of course, uh, you're getting a lot of information before even, again, it even hits Noel.com. It's information that will never hit Noel.com. Gary Smith, uh, that's his website. He also writes for Noel.com, the Times Picayune, and he is a regularly scheduled guest each and every Thursday at 4.15 on this program. Gary, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Eric, doing good. Well, uh, first of all, thank you. Again, fantastic job today on, on Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, you and Jude were, out, were outstanding, and I appreciate the double dipping today, giving me, again, uh, more of your time this afternoon. Thanks for having me on. I've always thought I was pretty knowledgeable about all the sports uh, around here, but, uh, but, but Jude tops me, man. <laughs> Y'all were a great tandem. They really were. I mean, again, just so much information coming from both you guys. It was outstanding. Yeah. Let's Thanks. get started. Appreciate Let's it. talk, first yeah. of all, about Tulsa and how big that game was for a team that, again, has struggled uh, in, in, in Tulsa and, uh, and and what it means to the program. Uh, wow. Again, what's one of slaying that dragon, huh? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's an incredible stat. Tulane has not hosted a team, a, a fellow ranked team in, in New Orleans since 1949. That, that just blow, I know Tulane hadn't had a ton of success over the years, but that just blows my mind. Not since Tulane ended the year on my birthday in 1949. I wasn't quite born yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, have they, have they, has there been a game at Tulane between a ranked team when Tulane was ranked at the, at the same time? And yeah, they, to get to that point, they had to beat Tulsa. And I, that was not a game. I told you on air last week that was a game Tulane was going to win. Tulsa can't stop the run. Uh, Tulane has a pretty good running back that by the name of Ty J Spears, <laughs> and, and and we saw the the birth of Shoddy Clayton Johnson in that game too. He showed how mm-hmm. great he was at Warren Easton in high school. He had over 100 yards. Tulane went to Tulsa. Didn't play their best game all the way around, but played plenty well enough to win. It was never really in doubt, and 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 set up this monumental clash with the with with, with UCF on on Saturday. Just a a professional approach from from Tulane, the way they've been approaching it all year. No looking ahead, no 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 flat, none of that. Ever since the Southern Miss loss, they've had that approach, and and, and it's worked every week. It's what everyone is 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 really afraid and worried about. Yep. Uh, this is really the stretch where again the rubber hits the road for Tulane. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to figure out again they can be a championship team or not this yep. year. Again, they, they've done everything right so far, with the exception of the loss to USM. But that maybe was a learning experience. It was. This is a big one this week, followed by a quick turnaround against SMU, and then of course a Friday game the following week against uh, Cincinnati for all the marbles. Um, talk mm-hmm. about the mindset of this team, the vibe you're getting around this team right now. No, they're they're extremely confident. It, it, it's so funny. Um, on the, the the first day of preseason practice, um, uh, uh, they, they Nick Nick Anderson came into the interview room and and, and uh, 
somebody asked him what were what were Tulane's goals, and he said their goals were to break the internet because they were going to win the American Athletic Conference. That's how kind of this is day one of preseason camp. This is a team that went two and ten last year. This is a team that's had a losing record in the American Athletic Conference every year except for one under Willie Fritz. As good a coach as he is, he struggled to get them to be to real contender status in the AAC through six years. But these guys knew what they had before anybody else knew what they had, and uh, that they've they followed that approach all year long. You mentioned the Southern Miss loss. That definitely galvanized them. They 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 got big-headed when they got up 14-0 in that game, weren't prepared when Southern Miss fought back. They've never made that mistake again, and now they've put themselves in this position. There, there's no guarantees. Tulane could play well and not win sure. the, and, and, and not make it to the championship game with the three games they have left, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, I think this team is the most – I really do think Tulane, and I've never – thought this before that's for sure i think tulane's the most complete team in the aac i think if tulane executes doesn't make mistakes on saturday tulane comes out with a victory and doesn't quite clinch a spot in the american athletic conference championship game but 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 comes awfully close right all right how how is the health of the team right now it's good. I, only person I'm worried about, and pretty important person, is Ty J. Spears. Um, he he was on his way to a 200-yard rushing day at Tulsa um, with, with 148 yards when he, he slipped on a carry early in the second half, took himself out of the game, limped to the sidelines, not severely. They brought him back for one play. Beautiful run. Um, hesitation move, ran up the middle for 11 yards, but again, he went off the field after that play. They didn't need him, but uh, they would have used him. I can assure you that they were only up 11 at the time if, if they'd have felt like they needed him. Um, it could have been precautionary. He has practiced this week. He will play Saturday, but I'm not. I can't guarantee that he's 100%. Obviously, that makes a pretty big difference. If, if he is 100%, they're, they're in good shape. They've had right. their usual, you know, the wear and tear all teams do. They lost Jaden Kennedy, their best cornerback, to a season-ending injury uh, two weeks ago. But they didn't miss a beat when they went to Tulsa. Um, Jarius Monroe, um, Nichols product, his brother, one of the you know, leading tacklers in, in, in Tulane history, and Darius Monroe came in and did an outstanding job against Tulsa. I think Tulane will be fine if they don't have another injury in the secondary. Other than that, this is as healthy a team as you could think to have at this point of a season. Let's let's talk about UCF and uh, and the, that that team. I've seen them a couple times this year. Uh, watched the game against Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Plumlee uh, may not may not be available. Keen may have to may have to come in. Uh, is, is that accurate, or it, is Plumlee it, ready to go? It seems that Plumlee's going to play. He was under concussion protocol. He, he took a nasty hit to the head against Cincinnati. He did not play against Memphis. He was, but it, it they've they've kept it under the vest. But it appears from the people I've talked to up there that they they think that more than likely Plumlee will be ready and will start. Uh, against Tulane. He's a dangerous quarterback. Um, inconsistent as a passer. The one game that when they lost East Carolina a few weeks ago, he threw a couple of bad interceptions early, but he's a terrific runner. He's, he's a capable thrower, just not, not, not consistent. And I think he's the, I, I think Tulane would rather see the Mikey Keene, their, their other quarterback who they faced last year lost, but the score was 14 to 10. <laughs> uh, the, the Keene didn't do a whole lot of damage and he doesn't do a whole, a ton of damage with his legs. I think Tulane would rather have that matchup, but they're, 
they're equipped to go either way. It's the second straight week Tulane's had to prepare, not knowing which quarterback they'd face with the quarterbacks that they with the quarterbacks being a little bit different. That adds a little bit of stress to the week for sure. But uh, it, it, it should be good overall, and 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 you never know when, when you have it when you take a hit like like Plumlee did against Cincinnati, you're 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 one hit away from it's a lot easier to get that second yeah. concussion. So there's a decent chance Julian will be seeing both quarterbacks in this game. And and of course for folks that don't that don't recognize the name, that's yeah. an Ole Miss transfer. Yes. They, 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 obviously, he wasn't going to win the job at Ole Miss with who he was, uh, with who he was backing up last year. They moved him right. to wide receiver actually last year, and uh, and and he's a very very talented player, um, a, a terrific runner. And uh, Gus Malzahn um, identified him right away as, as the guy he wanted. And, and so Keen, their their the guy that started last week was their start all last year. But but Plumlee beat him out in a pretty close competition in, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So it's not like if they have to go with Mikey Keene, they're in big time trouble. Um, <laughs> Um, but Plumlee's the more <laughs> – it has the bigger upside of the two. Those of us that follow the FCC know Gus Malzahn and his offense. Yeah. Uh, describe it for the folks that maybe have not followed him throughout his career. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's sort of unique in that there's a ton of <laughs> – he's a spread coach with a ton of eye candy and tons of formations and tons of trick plays, but really he's a running coach. <laughs> All that stuff – Intent that he's been. He was a run-first coach at Auburn. He's a run-first coach at UCF. Um, a little, a little different than Josh Hupel when um, who 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 replaced where UCF could do both, but threw it all over the field. Um, a little, a little more run-oriented under Gus Malzahn, and he's. To me, his teams are some of the most inconsistent teams in the country. I, I, I go back to the year he was at Auburn, and they beat Alabama and Georgia, who then ended up playing for the national championship, and they didn't even make it to the playoffs because they lost. They lost two games in the regular season to teams that were not as good as Alabama and Georgia. Um, and that's kind of been his, his deal in a year and a half at, at UCF. Last year, they were supposed to be a conference contender. They didn't quite get there. This year, they were supposed to be either the, they're either the best team in the league or right up there, certainly in the top three. And they've looked at for the most part, but they, they – they came apart at East Carolina, a team that Tulane handled easily. So you just, you never really know what you're going to get <laughs> with a Gus Malzahn team when they come out. But but when they're on, they're really tough to beat. And uh, we'll, we'll see if that's the team that Tulane ends up facing on Saturday. Now, defense of four two five is what they're playing. Talk a bit mm-hmm. about uh, about Central Florida's defense. Yeah, they're they're you know they've got playmakers. They're very aggressive. They don't. Tulane has a. It's not bend but don't break because Tulane really doesn't even bend that much. But that's the that's the scheme that Tulane wants you to have to work your way down the field. And they know you're going to make a mistake at some point. And they're such a good tackling team that if you they know they're not going to give up a big play and you're not going to be patient enough and good enough to, to to score on them. UCF is extremely aggressive. They 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 try to make plays. They've got one of the one of the best defensive ends in, in, in the conference. Um, they they. Yeah, their numbers. It's funny. Their, their sack totals actually aren't very high, and they they struggled. They beat Memphis last on Saturday, and they really didn't get a lot of pressure on the quarterback. But for the most part, they have gotten pretty good pressure on quarterbacks this year, and and, and a lot of tackles for losses. And it's going to be a challenge for Tulane. I think it's one that Tulane can handle. But if there's one area, Tulane's offensive line has definitely improved this year. But they haven't always been good run blocking, especially in the first half of the year, and that's going to be a key on Saturday. Is Tulane's going to need to handle that UCF defensive front and give Ty J Spears and Shoddy Clayton a little room to maneuver because if those guys get a little room to maneuver, that spells trouble for UCF. How do you like the matchup again of the Tulane offense versus the UCF defense? 
overall, I think it's got, it, the, the Tulane offense has improved so much. Again, it depends on the running game. I, I think Tulane will have passing success against that team. Um, nobody, teams don't have any idea. There's nobody that teams can key on when they play Tulane. Tulane has five receivers with between 20 and 23 catches. That's pretty much unheard of. Um, I, none of them are great, but they're all good. Um, Day-Day McDougal, the transfer from Maryland. Lawrence Keyes, the transfer from Notre Dame. Um, Jaquan Jackson, um, Deuce Watts, Shea Wyatt, yeah. all of them are capable of making plays. And uh, and, and that's the strength. And then, and then their best receiver of all might be Tyreek James, the tight end. Mm-hmm. And he, he's right up there near 20 catches, too. And, and then Tajay Spears out of the backfield is a threat, too. So basically, teams have seven threats they've got to worry about when they play Tulane, and, and, and that makes it tough. I think Tulane will move the ball in the air on UCF if they can complement that with the running game and get Ty J. Spears loose for a big run. Then Tulane's going to be on their way to a win. Again, 157 yards for Spears uh, last yeah. week uh, on 14 carries. You mentioned I saw the play when she got injured, but. Yeah. Uh, with with Clayton Johnson now back in the fold from his injury, mm-hmm. and then Celestine, who's a power, powerful yeah. back, yeah. if he oh. can't go, it's not like again that the, no. the again the the, the cupboard's bare there. No, it's not like they suddenly have to throw the ball over the field. They'll they'll use their same game plan. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's I'm sure it's shifting Iverson Celestine a little bit. He ran hard in that game. He he is he's a he's a north and south runner. Um, runs straight straight ahead. Um, he 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 was huge for them in their win over Kansas State earlier this year. They no, they're they've got three running backs that they really trust. And if Spears is not a hundred percent, or if he gets things up again, then they'll have two running backs they really trust, and that's not a horrible situation to be in. The reason why Tulane is where they are right now is the is the play of the defense, smothering mm-hmm. again, uh, gang tackling. Uh, you just you you know you can use all the adjectives you want to be able to describe what they've been this year, but they've been they've been one of the best in the, in the nation. Uh, their matchup against Malzahn's offense. Yeah, that'll be interesting too. I I I I like Tulane in that matchup. I don't think I I think UCF's going to score a few more points than Tulane's recent opponents have because they've they've got enough speed, enough talent um, that you're just not going to completely stop them. But I always go back to the, to the to the linebacker duo Dorian Williams and Nick Anderson. They give Tulane what Tulane has not had in a long time, which is athletic playmaking ability um, at, at that position. Tulane's had some really good linebackers under Willie Fritz, but not that type of linebacker. Dorian Williams has a. If Tulane wins the league, Dorian Williams is probably going to be the league defensive player of the of the year. He makes plays all over the field. He can drop back twenty five yards to defend the pass. He can blitz. He he, he goes sideline to sideline. And Nick Anderson is basically Dorian Williams, but just a little bit smaller and with mm-hmm. an unbelievable motor and unbelievable heart. And and those guys every week they give it they give it their all on every play. Tulane knows what they're getting from them. They are the leaders of the defense, the leaders for, of the team, along with Michael Pratt. And that's why Tulane has been. They've pretty much played nine good defensive games this year. They've not even the Southern Miss game. They played well. There has not been a game where Tulane's defense did not show up to play. I don't know if you know this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, uh, again, ticket sales thirty thousand plus. Will we see that in the stands this week? I mean, Tulane deserves so. to have a full I, it, house once again. They're a little. They were a little behind the pace that they had uh, uh, against Memphis um, for homecoming because homecoming has a built-in crowd. But you got to think. Sure. <laughs> It's going to be a beautiful day, probably. Um, It's a Saturday afternoon. It's a Tulane against a ranked opponent. The people who came to the Memphis game 
had to leave satisfied, 35 nothing lead at halftime, you would hope that it would be a packed house. I don't think it's 100% certainty that it will be, but uh, yeah, you got to the tickets. If you don't have any, I mean, that's just a game that that, that stadium needs to be packed on Saturday. Yep, There's no, no doubt. other way to put it. <laughs> uh, I agree 100%. As always, appreciate your expertise each and every week on the program, and thank you for jumping on TV today. Tell the folks about your fantastic site, what you got for us coming up on, on NOLA.com, the times sure. and how folks can follow you on social media. Sure. My website is thewavereport.com, um, the, um, tulane.rivals.com, and right Okay, did we lose him? Okay, we call dropped. Okay, I did. All right, well, let me finish it for you. At Gare Smith on Twitter, and, of course, uh, again, NOLA.com, uh, and, and, of course, The Wave Report. If you're a Tulane fan uh, and you call yourself a Tulane fan, look, a lot of Tulane fans come out the woodwork now with, again, uh, this, this season. Uh, if you want to know what's going on with The Wave, then, well, again, the, the first look, the best look, probably the only look that you get for Tulane Athletics right there at The Wave Report. And Gary Smith does a great job. You catch Gary tonight on, on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on the Deuce and did a great job there. And as always, we thank him for his time each and every week. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. Here's one thing you, you, can, you can bank on. They are open late, okay? They're late. If you're looking for a late meal, uh, maybe, again, you're looking for one of those deliveries, uh, 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 services because you're not leaving the house, but you're, but you're hungry and there's nothing open, I promise you, okay, one of the Oceana Family's uh, uh, restaurants open. You got friends in from out of town, they don't want to go home, they want to eat, you can eat at one of the Oceana Family restaurants, they'll be open for you. What a great layout, great great menu, cocktails, the ambiance, the service, second to none. And then, of course, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. I want to remind you once again, folks, look, I think Channel 6 or Channel 4 had a, had a, a story on it last night. Um, it is imperative. Uh, with the cold, uh, 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 the cold snap coming and the cold winter months coming now uh, to Louisiana, that you get your heater inspected and cleaned by a professional. Uh, you may have your AC and heating heating company. Fine. If you're looking for one you can trust, that will never gouge you, never cheat you, only doing the work that's necessary. Again, that does the continuing education uh, to do, and Nate certified technicians to keep up with today's systems. Uh, if you want that peace of mind of knowing that your family is safe from fires or carbon monoxide poisoning, Get that heater checked. My friends at Burkhardt can do that for you. They have 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. Uh, and, of course, if, uh, uh, as, as always, Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary and truly a company can trust. I've trusted Burkhardt for over 30 years. Remember, sign a service agreement with Burkhardt. You don't have to think about it. Burkhardt will call you, let you know when it's time to service that air-conditioned heating system. But please, before you crank up that heating system in your home or, or, or your business, but especially your home with your family, Make sure, again, you have that checked out by our friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. All right, coming up next is Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints podcast. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 1061 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell is sorry for going too far with its past breakfast. All you need in the morning is tasty, simple food, like a breakfast crunch wrap. Fluffy eggs, cheese, sausage, hash browns wrapped in a warm tortilla. Grab one at participating Taco Bell stores during breakfast hours only until 11 a.m. while supplies last. 
Delays are solid if you're traveling 10 eastbound from Williams to Power, and then delays pick back up on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. 10 westbound delays are steady from Clearview to Veterans. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid right at Canal Boulevard. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays steady if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection as delays stretch from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also, look out for accidents Dumaine at North Claiborne, also Gentilly Boulevard at Grand Route St. John, also an accident Grand Route St. John at Crete, and also Gentilly Boulevard at Foy, and school zones are in effect. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So save by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, 
Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookie, the Hideout Bar, and Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Voted number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. Folks, I'm telling you right now, just a, a, a mouthwarding menu. It's got something for everyone on it. Yes, it's Cajun Creole cuisine, but so much more than that. You know, a lot of people think of it as, as a sports bar, you know, slash restaurant. Well, it's kind of a, 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 a Cajun Creole restaurant within a sports bar. But again, so much more. The food is so much better than what you'd get in, in your in your typical sports bar. But yet, you've got the same exact um, you know TVs, thirty plus TVs everywhere. Even in the restrooms, you'll never miss a play. Uh, you've got uh, the uh, you know Bobby Abreu's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, unique because it's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Uh, the memorabilia is second to none. I'm telling you, I tell you this all the time. If you're a memorabilia buff, if you just, you know, you love like going, you know, checking out museums, this is like a little museum uh, with, with the memorabilia. Some of it is literally one of a kind. You'll never see it anywhere else. And then, of course, the cocktails are outstanding, uh, made by some of the great mixologists here in the city. Uh, uh, an incredible beer selection. They're open seven days a week for lunch and dinner. They're open late, 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Uh, and, and, of course, uh, as always, you can also have your next event. So those that are thinking about having your holiday party, uh, over at Bobby's they got a, uh, a large room for you that you can rent out uh, just for your holiday party as well. Uh, so, again, it's a combination of everything you need to know, uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, having, that, having the sports there for you, news right there on TV, fantastic menu for you, great service, fantastic cocktails. Man, you never you you're gonna you're gonna enjoy yourself over at Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. Remember, open seven days a week and open late. Find out more BobbyAbears.com. That's BobbyAbears.com. It's uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. Thanks to um, Gary Smith for joining us in the program. We turn our attention to the New Orleans Saints. Uh, my next guest does a fantastic job covering the Saints for uh, Locked On Saints podcast, which is a must listen to. Also, again, Saints Wire, which I tell you folks all the time, have it come into your email box uh, because they got some great writers there, including including Ross Jackson. And then, of course, now part of the Crescent City Sports family uh, doing a column there as well. Uh, he gives a comprehensive look at the Saints, uh, again, each and every week here on this program. Always good to have him. It's Ross Jackson. Ross, how are you, buddy? Hey, buddy. I'm doing great. Doing great. Thanks, as always, for having me on. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Always good to have you, bud. Let's just start off with uh, what ails this team. Um, last week, uh, a lot of people, myself included, were hoping they had turned the corner. Uh, they come out lethargic. They got physically dominated up front on both sides of the ball. More injuries now to add to the injury tally that we've seen all season long with the walking wounded. But they just don't seem to be a motivated team week to week. What, what are you seeing? What are you hearing? Yeah, I, I think, I mean, you know, look, I, I'm usually not one to make mention of, you know, the, the impact of injuries because, as we know, every NFL team deals with them. But it does feel like, you know, there is a reality that when a player is injured or when somebody comes off the field, then all of a sudden things have to change because players have different skill sets, different responsibilities, and people are changing positions and things like that. So I think that, you know, to, to a certain extent, when things like that happen, that, of course, has an impact. Tyron Matthew spoke with us after the loss, mentioning that, you know, there were some instances in which players didn't know where to line up um, and didn't know where to be. And so uh, a part of that is certainly, you know, about players and their experience and, and getting in there. Some of it also comes down to coaching, right, and making sure that all 53 of the players on your roster, 69 now with the practice squad, um, you know, they need to know what their responsibilities are and where they're going to go. But sometimes you're thrust into positions that you're not ready to be in or that you wouldn't usually be asked to play all these other things. So I, I do think that that, you know, stuff kind of has uh, a part of it. But I'll tell you, I mean, 
some of this really just comes down to, you know, can this team execute when it's time to execute? And, 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 and evidence of that would be in those situations against the Baltimore Ravens in which they were able to force the Ravens into the, the longer third downs, uh, what we call late and long downs, where you're looking at, you know, third and eight plus, for instance, that they weren't able to execute in those moments and, and keep, um, you know, and get Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens off the field. And I, I think that that's one of those things. I think the other thing that ails them is the, the red zone. This is now, again, another instance in which the New Orleans Saints came up empty uh, in the red zone with two possessions there, including three shots at the end zone at the end of the first half that they couldn't, um, that they couldn't wrangle. So I think that there's a combination of allowing offenses, uh, opposing offenses to be on the field a little bit too much. The Baltimore Ravens outpossessed the New Orleans Saints by more than a quarter over on the offensive side, more than 15 minutes. And then on the other side, not scoring when they get into those scoring positions and scoring opportunities. And I think, you know, those two things alone, the, that extends drives to the opposing team that puts points on the board for the opposing team. And of course it takes points off of, uh, off of your ledger as well when you can't finish those drives. So I think you combine that with a team that's also uh, having a hard time creating turnovers and that is consistently giving the ball away. And I think, you know, there's your formula for a losing team. Yeah. Okay, the big talker this week has been quarterback. Uh, Lessies came out with an article, I believe, on Monday or Tuesday saying that the Saints should go back to Jameis Winston. Uh, there have been uh, some that have said that uh, they need to stay with Dalton. Some have said they should go to Taysom Hill and give him a shot because especially with the injuries with the offensive line, his mobility uh, may be able to help them move the football. Where do you stand? I still stand that if Jameis Winston is healthy, then Jameis Winston should be able to at least get an opportunity to uh, maintain his role as a starting quarterback. And and for me, I mean, I, I think at this point when you're a three and six team, and yes, you're still very much alive within a bad division. You know, you're still only one game behind the division lead at this time. And by the end of this weekend, the Saints still could be tied for first place in the NFC South, believe it or not. But um you know, with the Saints kind of where they are, I think, you know, where you're, where you're struggling most is you're not putting points on the board um, in, in these games where you're losing. And when you are putting points on the board, it requires, you know, superhuman effort by an individual player. Four touchdowns from Taysom Hill, three touchdowns from Alvin Kamara. That's what it requires in order for this team to uh, put up enough points to, to walk away with a win and to possess the ball long enough on the offensive side that the defense is able to, you know, do its job. Uh, to the max to its maximum extent. So uh, I think that you know, for me, if if the the question mark is can you put points on the board, then go with the guy who has the opportunity to maximize your points. Uh, I think when you look at what Andy Dalton has done, yeah, he's done a good job getting you know uh, players in the right position to to make plays. But again, it, it, it's requiring superhuman effort from those players, and everything kind of has to go perfectly in order for things to be operated smoothly and for things to be operated well. When things don't go perfectly, three interceptions at the end of the second half against the Arizona Cardinals, a Cincinnati Bengals game where you weren't able to finish drives in the red zone, and then a Baltimore Ravens game where you weren't able to extend drives. Uh, uh, to me, I don't really see the argument that he has been the guy that's been able to get the most out of this offense. And so for me in that case, if Jameis Winston is healthy, I know he's bang or bust, but for right now, how how much more of a struggle can you be having over on the offensive side? And if that is a nominal difference, if you look at what the bang would be in that case, it, it's, it's a greater difference. I understand the idea of utilizing Taysom Hill uh, at quarterback as well. I get the argument there. 
And I understand why people want that, right? You have one of your biggest playmakers. You put the ball in his hands every single play. But for me, if you have the opportunity with Jameis Winston to at least give him an opportunity to prove that he deserves um, that, that starting role as opposed to lingering question mark right now, then I, I don't see why not go to, to Jameis in that case if he's healthy. Do you think that um, that uh, Coach Allen would do that? He seems to be dead set on, on, on staying with um, with Andy Dalton. I think he would have a hard time arguing in favor of Andy Dalton if they struggle this weekend against Pittsburgh. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's defense is not one of the better defenses in the NFL. Now they may get T.J. Watt back, who is a massive mm-hmm. difference maker. The uh, Pittsburgh Steelers have over $100 million invested in their defense, but T.J. Watt's $25 million uh, of that. He's a quarter of that, that salary cap hit over on that side of the ball. So you know, they've invested heavily over on the defensive side. They've got really good players. They have a trio of safeties that could be healthy this week. And, you know, Terrell Edmonds, as well as uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, and then DeMonte Casey, who the Saints are familiar with, as he used to play in Atlanta, which allows them to do a lot of disguise, a lot of things like that. But when those things work, they might work. But for the most part, we haven't seen them work in, uh, in Pittsburgh. And it's also an offense that has struggled to uh, put points on, on the board, that struggled to string together long drives. Their longest touchdown of the season is an eight-yard touchdown. They have, they're the only team in the NFL that hasn't scored a touchdown outside of the red zone, beyond the red zone. So, um, you know, you look at where the Pittsburgh Steelers are, this should be a team to where you can force that defense to be out on the field long enough that they start to wear down and you can start to take advantage of that. I think if Andy Dalton struggles against the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's going to be hard for Dennis Allen and the New Orleans Saints to make an argument in his favor, especially at that point, because if you drop that game and you drop to three and seven, you're officially on life support at that point. So what do you have to yep. lose by going for the guy that can give you maybe the, the biggest bang for your buck? Yeah, they, they need a spark. I mean, the, yep. some, somewhere, somehow, they need a spark. <laughs> and if that means going back to Jameis Winston, he's that spark it is. If it's, if it's Taysom Hill eventually, they need, they need some kind of a spark to really get this team motivated. Now, look, they, they lost a good one in Pete Werner. You and I discussed it. I really wanted yep. Quan signed, again, not so much to start, but to be the backup. Uh, you know, now they're in a situation where they're going to really be relying on, on um, Caden Ellis to come in and play. I mean, look. Uh, Zach Bond has proven he's not really a linebacker that, that unless you're going to put him on the, as a rush end. Uh, they can really do it in the NFL consistently, even though he's been a pretty good special teams player. What happens at that linebacker position now with him out? Yeah, I think you'll see Caden Ellis take what they call the will linebacker spot, so he'll be a little bit more on the weak side. His focus will then go from rushing the passer and being what they call an on-ball linebacker, meaning that he's crashing down on where the ball is. So he's not going to be the guy that's going to be in the immediate pursuit of the run game, although every linebacker, every defender always plays run first. Uh, but, you know, he'll, he'll slip into a little bit more of a coverage role, something that the Saints have been very complimentary uh, of him about. When Caden Ellis was drafted a few years ago, one of the things the Saints did was they taught him all of the linebacker roles and responsibilities um, immediately. And so he's one of those guys that can come in at Mike Will, Sam, that can do <clears throat> just about anything that you ask them to do, including rushing the passer. What they'll then do is that they'll put Zach Bond in at Sam and have him be the strong side guy, the on-ball guy, so that he's not really tasked with much coverage, but he's going to be tasked a little bit more putting pressure on the quarterback when they make those calls and you know uh, scraping up and down the line of scrimmage to help and run support. So he'll go to a little bit more of a tackling downhill role. Meanwhile, Kate Nellis will play a little bit more of a sideline-to-sideline coverage role with very likely DeMario Davis also picking up some of the additional responsibilities that are vacated without Pete Werner on the field. Ross, um, one of the big problems this year is stopping the run consistently. What are you seeing when you turn the film on? 
I, I, I mean, you see a defense that's gassed by the time that they start to get gashed in the, uh, in, in, in the run game. Uh, I, I thought that the Saints actually uh, did pretty well early on uh, against the run in, in this past game against the uh, Baltimore Ravens. You saw them kind of go into these man coverage looks, and when they went into those man coverage looks, whether it be two over the top or, or one over the top in terms of safeties, oftentimes um, Tyron Matthew was the kind of the spy that was watching Lamar Jackson. And so you have the entire defense turning their back to Lamar Jackson, but you always had somebody that was athletic enough to get out to the edge that was watching them. Most of the time it was Tyron Matthew. Sometimes it was Pete Werner. Sometimes it was Demario Davis. And so I think there are situations there to where, you know, what you saw in that game, that they actually contained the run pretty well early on. But then, you know, as you see the deficit there of, I believe it's 17 more plays over on the offensive side. And you're talking about a team that averages in the Baltimore Ravens about six plays per drive. So you're effectively talking about three additional drives of possession for that Baltimore Ravens offense. You saw things get worn down over on the Saints defense, excuse me. And then, you know, later on in the game, you saw Justice Hill start to, you know, gash up the run game a little bit. You saw, um, you know, Kenyon Drake gash up in the run game quite a bit. And then, of course, Lamar Jackson really got rolling in the fourth quarter with that as well. So, uh, I, you know, it, a, a big part of it in that particular game was that, you know, the Saints have consistently struggled against mobile quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson is another step up there. And then in this one, you also saw that defense get a bit depleted, or not depleted, excuse me, but, you know, fatigued o- over the course of it. In terms of the entire conversation of the season, Saints defensive line um, has had a trouble winning at the, at, at the line of scrimmage. They, they end up losing at the point of attack. And, you know, so when you think about, you know, a, a line of scrimmage starting on, let's say, the 20-yard line, these offensive lines they're going up against are pushing them back two yards, back to the 22. What does that mean? That means that the running back has a free two yards before he runs into any contact uh, at all on the defensive line. And then by the time that he breaks through that, you're already in the second level by virtue of how much the defensive line has been pushed back. So if the Saints defensive line can start to win at the point of attack, win at the line of scrimmage, those numbers will get better. Always a pleasure to have you on the program. Why don't you tell the folks a little bit about what you got going on, uh, who you're writing for, of course, your fantastic podcast, and how folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Easiest way to keep up uh, with Locked on Saints podcast, you can find that. Uh, every single Monday through Friday, a brand new episode. And honestly, sometimes we do, you know, two a day. Sometimes you get some Saturday episodes as well. Uh, so you can find that wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well. Just search Locked on Saints. Uh, you can find all the written work over at USA Today. We'll be with uh, Saints Wire. So saintswire.usatoday.com. And then, of course, over at crescentcitysports.com with a weekly column there where I just wrote about uh, one of the things that New Orleans Saints desperately need this offseason is a first-round pick in return for yep. uh, Sean Payton's coaching rights because – Look, the future quarterback's not in the building right now, so the Saints are going to have to start being one of those teams that's drafting a quarterback each year and getting a look at whether or not they can hit big at the position uh, moving forward and take advantage of a rookie contract with a swollen salary cap on the way, uh, which would be very beneficial for them uh, moving forward. Yeah, 100%, 100% agree, by the way. That was a great article, and yeah. 100% agree with Thank you. you. Thanks, I thanks, my friend. That. Appreciate your time each and every week. Absolute pleasure. Take care, bud. There he goes, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, Saints Wire, and, of course, CrestedySports.com. Hey, folks, don't forget about Burkhart. In the market for a generator, hey, why don't you give yourself a gift this holiday season? Never have to worry about the power going out at your home or your business. Uh, again, when it comes to uh, the uh, uh, storms or, again, just every day with, again, the compromised grid here in south Louisiana, uh, you got peace of mind. Uh, and it'll increase the value of your property as well. And then, of course, look, at Burkhart, they make it so easy for you. Their dedicated team, uh, again, uh, all they do.
they deal with is generators, uh, and they take the whole process on uh, from, from, again, start to finish, uh, permits, inspections, everything, everything needs to be done uh, for your generator to be installed at your home or business. They take care of it all. You don't take care of anything. Again, from planning where, it's, where the generator is going to go to all the permitting process and meeting that inspector multiple times to, to make sure, again, uh, that the, uh, uh, the uh, generator meets all the uh, uh, local and, and national, uh, again, um, uh, laws, and, uh, laws going forward. Also, single-day install for you. Uh, Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home or business, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator, put you on the calendar for a single-day install. You can finance it over time with low monthly notes or pay it up front. New install quality check after one month. They do that for everything they install for you at Burkhardt, and then come the maintaining of, the, of that generator. They maintain it for you year-round, also 24-7, 365 emergency service with all the parts you need at their warehouse in Mandeville. I'm telling you, folks, they got Generac generators with your name on it right now at that warehouse in, in Mandeville. Looking for a generator? Think Burkhart. They are the generator sales and service experts. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, Old New Orleans Cookery. All are open late, all are open for lunch and dinner. Oceana open breakfast, lunch, and dinner. dinner. Get out there and enjoy a cocktail. Get out there and enjoy a great meal. One of the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Hey, Eric, welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what do you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe, open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So save by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Dave Miet Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miet Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietInsAgency.com. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Do you know how much you're really paying for life insurance through work? 
I can almost guarantee you're overpaying for limited coverage. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent for over 20 years. My clients are shocked to learn how expensive life insurance at work really is because of a rate that's driven up by unhealthy people. Why pay more when you don't have to? For over 35 years, SelectQuote has helped people save 50% or more by shopping highly rated insurance carriers. I found a 40-year-old man with high blood pressure, a $500,000 policy for only $18 a month. Don't procrastinate. Workplace open enrollment will be here soon. Let SelectQuote save you money and get you the coverage you need to protect your family. For your free quote in just minutes, call 1-800-672-7070. That's 1-800-672-7070. 1-800-672-7070. Or go to SelectQuote.com. Full details on example policy and carrier ratings at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Price could vary by health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. If you're injured in a car crash, never settle for less than you deserve from the insurance company. And don't settle for just any law firm. Demand Dudley DeBosier. It's always our goal to get you the maximum compensation you deserve. And with our no-fee guarantee, you pay us nothing. No fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. Call now and we'll review your case for free. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. That's 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-13579. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you till 6 each and every weekday, 4 to 6, right here on Nash, Nash FM 106.1. And, of course, as always, I want to thank Ross Jackson and also Gary Smith for joining us in the program. Second hour, it's Pelicans with Ali Gassell and then LSU with Jordy Collada. Uh, stay tuned for that. As always, we appreciate the sponsor of today's program, the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. Stick around, won't you? Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studio. And I'll have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy! For the man who 
tells it like it is. You want a pick? He's got him. You want information? He's got it. You want a host who is New Orleans? You found him. Eric Asher. And Inside New Orleans. <laughs> Number two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six each and every weekday, four to six, right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. What that guy says about the truth. You get it each and every weekday, four to six, right here on uh, 106.1 FM Nash Icon. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, and of course on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com and also EricAsher.com. Our podcast, you want to say it? Well, I'm a little bit out of breath. You might want to say it. No, I'll say it. Okay. All right. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. Uh, we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. You'll find that fairly easily. Uh, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram, our social media platforms. Join the conversation there. As I mentioned in the first hour, great conversation today with Jude Young and, and Gary Smith. Both those guys, the aptitude, the knowledge they have of local sports, second to none. Uh, check them out tonight, 6 o'clock on LAE. 10 o'clock on the Deuce, that's 10, uh, it's WLE TV 2. Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. As mentioned, it'll be up on our social media platforms this evening. Always at ericasher.com and always on the WLA TV YouTube page. Uh, and uh, today's program brought to you by uh, the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, again, Mambo's, uh, um, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, Old New Orleans Cookery, and the Hideout Bar, and, of course, the mothership, the one and only, the one that started it all. And I miss it so much. Uh, again, uh, doing a live remote there for almost a decade every Thursday. Uh, that breakfast was outstanding. I'm telling you, if you love breakfast in this town, uh, you got to try the breakfast at Oceana. It is second to none. Uh, also, uh, serving Cajun Creole cuisine. 
for lunch and dinner. But so much more than that. Fantastic burgers. Also, again, you've got great uh, barbecue ribs. Uh, the pasta dishes are incredible. Uh, that that uh, that Mardi Gras pasta uh, dish with, again, the crawfish and the shrimp and the crab. Oh, my gosh, it's so good. Uh, and then, of course, the, the cocktails. Uh, I, I've never heard so many oohs and ahs. Uh, from, from, again, almost like being in an audience when, when the uh, servers would come out from the bar with, again, the cocktails over at Oceana, from, again, the, uh, the, 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 uh, the Bloody Mary, which, again, uh, is, is, is by itself is fantastic. But when, when, when they do the loaded Bloody Mary with all the seafood and everything on it, outstanding. Uh, they do a lot of stuff with dry ice where, kind of, you know, you get a little smoke coming off the, um, uh, uh, the cocktails. Uh, I mean, just very, very creative. And then, of course, char-grilled oysters uh, right there in front of you, oysters on the half shell. I mean, it's everything. It's all-inclusive. Everything you want is right there for you at Oceana. Um, authentic French Quarter Courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, it's also dog Friendly, uh, five private rooms that accommodate your uh, your next event from 10 to 120 guests. Uh, also, they use that for dining for overflow, uh, but they'll make your next event a success. From again the, the the cuisine that's on the menu to the great cocktails to again the, again those that are that are involved in putting on that that event for you, they just love it. They they love what they do, and they're going to make you feel again again uh, like uh, 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 it's, it's the greatest event you've ever been to because uh, they put that much into it. And then of course. Uh, Again, a perfect place to be able to close a business deal, get together with family, got friends coming in from out of town. Uh, Oceanagrill.com is where you can find out more. Oceana Grill, open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast is 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Lunch is 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. And dinner is 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. Uh, 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. daily. That's seven days a week. Uh, Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. You'll be glad you went to Oceana Grill bourbon and conti in the French Quarter. All right, uh, just a couple seconds here. I want to want to mention the passing of Fred Hickman, uh, longtime uh, sports director over at Fox Eight here in New Orleans, but again a trailblazer uh, in, in our business. Um, Fred, first of all, was so kind to me uh, during his time here in New Orleans. Always came on my show when I asked, brought me on many of his shows over at Fox Eight. Uh, you would never know that again. He was one of the guys that that again when when cable TV was at it was at its at was was uh, really in its infancy, was one of the guys that put you know, put it on the map. You know, he hosted Sports Tonight with Nick Charles. That was again that was much watched TV back in the early 80s uh, over on CNN. Uh, he also again was was involved with Inside the NBA when TNT uh, in the 89 88 89 80, uh, 90 season. Um, he is it was recently again uh, working with uh, uh, the Black News Channel. He was the managing editor and anchor there. Uh, just a class act. Uh, again, uh, a, a, a pioneer, uh, a legend in, in this business. And you couldn't find a nicer person uh, to be around. Fred Hickman will be missed. He died at 66 years old and took so many, again, young, uh, um, uh, young reporters, those who were expiring, uh, uh, aspiring to be in this business under his wing. And uh, I, I just felt like I was always in, the, in, in, in the midst of greatness when I was around him. And he was just so down to earth. I mean, just like you were talking to your buddy, right? Uh, and he will be missed. So again, our condolences to the Hickman family 
And, uh, again, Godspeed, my friend. You will be missed. One of the greats, one of the all-time greats when it comes to broadcasting, a true broadcasting legend. Fred Hickman dies uh, at 66. And I know a lot of folks over at Fox 8 are, are hurting right now. Sean Vazan was another one that Fred took under his wing. So many guys that, again, you could talk about, not just here in New Orleans, but really across the country, uh, that Fred Hickman took, a, took an interest in and, and helped them along when it came to broadcasting. And, uh, I was one of them. So, again I, 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 again, I thank Fred as he's looking down on us in heaven right now for all he did for me, but also for all he did for, again, all of us that, again, enjoyed him, uh, whether, again, it was his broadcasting or having the opportunity to work with him behind the scenes. Fred Hickman passes at 66 years old. All right, one more thing before we, we go to uh, Ali Gassel. I'm, I'm not talking about it today, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not talking about it today. I'm not, I'm not talking about it today, ladies and gentlemen. But I am going to be talking about it tomorrow on this program because I'm waiting for part two of the Lee Zurich investigation in, in, into uh, Matt Cantrell's living conditions over at the Upper Pentalba building uh, in, in the French Quarter. We know she's been living rent-free, right? We didn't know it was a love shack, okay? We didn't know, again, that that was her little love shack. Uh, again, Lee Zurich doing an investigative report yesterday. One of her security, um, uh, one of her security uh, guards, one of the NOPD officers that said that's part of her security. Uh, her and him, hours at a time, uh, with no phone, no no internet, no no texting, no email. Uh, in, in that in the in the upper Pentawa building in the middle of the day. Uh, you think about you to look. You make your own decision on what you think's going on there, but we know what it is, right? It's, I didn't know the Upper Pentagon Building was a love shack, but it's, it is Cantrell's love shack. I tell you she likes to party all the time. Oh, yeah. We'll be talking about that tomorrow. Part two of Lee Zerk's investigations tonight on Fox 8 at 10 o'clock. So I want to get the full skinny on it. Uh, but we'll be talking about it tomorrow for sure. But, yes, now we find out more about the Upper First of all, can I just ask, ask a question? How do you not know there's not a camera on that door? And watching everybody go in and out. I mean, that, that's the thing that's mind-blowing to me. And, of course, now the NOPD is saying, well, we didn't know anything about it. Look, let me tell you something right now. There's one thing you can't keep uh, in, in New Orleans, and that's a secret, okay? It's very difficult to keep a secret here. Uh, I'm sure that everybody that was involved, anybody that's anybody in City Hall knew what was going on there. Uh, her staff knew what was going on there. Uh, I'm sure the individuals of the NOPD knew what was going on there, especially the other three security guards, right? Oh, my gosh. The mayor doing a little afternoon delight in, 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 in the new love shack, the Upper Pentaba building. Can't wait to talk about it tomorrow. Looking forward to Lee Zurich's second part of his um, investigative report. And I'll just say one more thing. You live in Orleans Parish, and, and, and you continue to just make excuses for Latoya Cantrell, uh, what's your excuse now? Okay? She's working hard for New Orleans, right? Yeah. Well, you know, um, disappearing in the middle of the day for hours at a time? Hmm. Maybe not. Let's talk some Pels. Pels' big win last night over the uh, Chicago Bulls. Uh, it was necessary. They came out 5-5 five and five in their first 10 games. Now, look, uh, look, I talked about it a little bit yesterday. I get it three overtimes. I get it again, a lot of injuries. But for this team to be the team we think they're going to be, they're going to have to be go about eight, either 8-2 eight and two or 7-3 and three in every 10-game increment. Uh, and uh, last night was a big start with, again, a six-game road trip. Uh, I'm sorry, six-game homestand now. And uh, joining us on the program to talk about it, one of the best we have when it comes to covering the Pels. He's, uh, again, his website, uh, The Bird's Right, second to none. And, of course, Ali Cassell's the managing editor. Ali, how are you, buddy? How you doing, Eric? I'm doing great. And you're right. I'm glad the Pelicans were able to squeak out a win to close out that road trip, right? That would have been pretty bad, go 0-3 uh, 
um, yeah. through that Eastern Coach swing. Oh, we'd have to send them down to the upper Pentaba building, to the Love Shack, if that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. No, no, I'm with you. Again, that, that, was, that was a huge win. And, and to do it without, again, really knocking down threes, which, again, is something you just don't see in the NBA today. No, you're absolutely right. They made three threes, and I'm kind of glad they didn't shoot more than 19 of them. Because guess what? Their inside game was working. They scored over 60 points in the paint. Then they got to the line double the amount of times as the Chicago Bulls. So why not go to that instead of launching up a bunch of threes? When, you know, like I said, they're not hitting. They're not falling for them. So I think that's what this team needs to do, right? Everybody's crying about how they're not shooting enough threes. I think that's applicable in some games. But I'll tell you what, when you've got Jonas Valanciunas doing what he was doing last night, when you've got yep. Zion, who should be able to figure it out, even against double teams, and just the rest of the guys. A lot of them like to get to the rim, like Herb Jones, even B.I. That's where you should attack. That's where your strength and priorities should lie. So I was glad to see it. As was I. And Is it my imagination? But over the last few games, it seems like a light bulb's come on with Zion. He seems to be as close uh, to the player that we saw at Duke than I think we've seen at any time during his professional career. I agree with that because that energy is translating elsewhere on the court. Um, we're seeing glimpses. Not consistent, right? He had some defensive lapses again in last night's game where he just kind of falls asleep and you know doesn't react basically to what's going out there in front of him. But he has been better because you see him now giving effort on getting blocked shots, steals, uh, rotating, making plays that fall outside of just here. Give me the ball and I'm going to you know drive and score for you. And I think it's a comfort range for him. I think that's why we are, you know, a lot of us were saying, give him at least 20 games. When you don't go playing for 17 months, you have to give that kind of leeway. I don't care how talented he is because you have to be able to think the game well on the NBA level too. And right now, of course, that's completely rusty for him. So he doesn't know how to react on everything yet. It's not second nature, but it will be. And I, and I think we're seeing, like you said, it's coming. Mm-hmm. How, how severe is um... – is the injury to, um, oh gosh, I just go draw, drew a blank center. Um, Larry, Larry Nance. Nance Jr. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, Larry, I just saw him warming up a little bit. I think he's going to be, again, questionable to play, probably come, right, come down to his pre, pre-game warm-up. I'm probably expecting him not to play, but I think, look, the way he extended, hyperextended that knee, a lot of us thought that he ripped some ligaments. Fortunately, yep. that wasn't the case. So I wouldn't be surprised, just like with uh, Herb Jones, right? And mm-hmm. he injured himself against the Jazz, and he took off, what, three or four games afterwards. I think that's right. what we're going to see Larry do, too. Ali, um, two things that I've noticed o- o- over the, you know, the, the first uh, 11 games of this season, um, and, and that is, first of all, the defense is not what it was last year, uh, and I want to get into that. And then um, – they tend to play more one-on-one basketball now than we saw last year. And, look, when, they're, when that ball is moving and, and, they're, and they're giving up good shots for great shots, I think they're at their best. When they're playing defense and rebounding, they're getting easy shots, especially, again, with, with the ability to get out and run, which I think they excel at. And we're not seeing that consistently, well, at least from my standpoint. Where do you stand on that? What, what have you seen so far? No, I'm with you. I think outside of maybe just the first two games, uh, maybe first three or four, the rebounding's really kind of flipped. Guys aren't either boxing out or attacking the glass like they should. Preferably, they should do both. I mean, in last night's game against the Bulls, I counted three times where the Pels didn't put a body on somebody, and that man ended up getting to that loose ball, right? The ball hit the ground. They ended up grabbing it and making a play. 
I mean, Brandon Ingram did it. Zion Williamson did it. And it's kind of consistently you see it every game. They've got to clean stuff like that up. And I, and I know the playoffs are far, far away. And, look, they're not guaranteed to get in there, but they have to be thinking of that mentality when the games do get important. And I would like for them to start doing it now because, hey, practicing makes good habits. So I'm with Eric. They are not playing flawlessly, right, without, without a doubt. And defensively, the rotations are off. Um, you saw it in last night's game in that second quarter yeah. where they had finally come back in that first quarter to tie it up at the end of their frame. Thank you, Jose Alvarado. But then yes. boy, the combination of uh, Zion Winston and Billy Hernan Gomez just did not work. And I think that's going to be an issue, especially when you don't have Larry Nance. Right. So I'm expecting just the guys. It's going to take time, right? Zion has the ability. He just has to get with the program. And I don't mean from a hustle standpoint, just being aware. All mm-hmm. times he's on the court. You know, Brandon can even do a better job. I noticed his effort is better. But, again, a lot of guys, you know, you can go up and down the lineup. They're not at 100% yet. If Zion was, was more of a willing rebounder, I don't mind, again, the small lineup with him at the center position. Now, in a lot of cases, he's going to give up height, but he's so physical that, again, if he's, just, if he's, if he's got himself focused on, again, on, on protecting the rim uh, and boarding, they're going to do well, especially if you've got Brandon Ingram in the game. Who's, look, he's 6'11", right? Exactly. They've got the length where they should not have issues like they have in, what, the last week and a half or so. Because I think Trey Murphy's a great rebounder. Herb Jones can get in there. They've even got some guards. You know, CJ can get you four rebounds. So, yeah, that shouldn't be an issue. And with Zion, I completely agree. I wish I could see some Kevin Love in him or somebody that, you know, used to have such an instinct and a nose for the ball, right? Knew where it was going to come off and at what angle. But more importantly, go after it. Go get it, right? He won't go after a rebound unless it's kind of coming into his area. He won't Mm -hmm. go into the area where he, he thinks it may go or, you know, Put, take an extra step or two to go help out uh, rebounding in traffic. When, when you can see that, obviously, you've got teammates that probably aren't going to end up with the ball. Um, and so it's stuff like that that also kind of drives me mm-hmm. crazy. I just think, like I said, we've got to give him some a lot of time. I'm not going to say sometime, a lot of time just to figure it all out. Because, Eric, man, when you sit for 17 and a half months and then you're also yeah. reading constant criticism, you know, the last thing you're doing is honestly film work, right? Studying basically for a test. And Zion, he fell back, you know, fell behind, so now he's got to catch up. Yeah. I would say he's not an aggressive rebounder, okay? He's, he could be a great rebounder, but he's not an aggressive rebounder. And, and, uh, but, but I do, I'm telling you, I do like what I'm seeing out of him right now. He seems to be uh, uh, as healthy as he's been, and you could see the, uh, the spring in his step. You could see uh, the physicality inside. I just wish he'd get more calls. I'm getting fouled every time he goes to the rim, and then other guys are getting, are, are getting barely touched, and they're ending up at the line. They are. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, last night, finally, they did get to the line 30-plus times, and I thought a lot of calls were made by the officials, right, especially in that second half where it was very important for them to keep that consistent scoring because their defense wasn't just completely on point. Zion, I don't understand why he doesn't shoot 10 free throws in a game because, look, all his shot attempts, and he shoots at least 15 times every game, come inside right. the lane. And when you yes. watch your replays, you see the contact, right? It may not be mm-hmm. completely obvious, but it's there. It just doesn't look obvious because he can take a blow or two, right? I mean, he's just so big and physical that when you slap at him, he's not going to you know, get moved by it, right, because he's just so big and strong. But I hope the officials start recognizing that, hey, we do have to look or, and watch him differently than other players, right? The other players, you know, you tell by their body reaction. 
mm-hmm. on whether they got fouled or not. You can't do that with Zion. So hopefully, you know, last night is the start of a good trend for him. Hope so. Two guys that are really not getting respect from the officials are, are again, uh, Herb Jones and also Zion. Herb Jones is, again, by now, he should get the respect of a top defender, and he's not getting it. And then, of course, Zion on the offensive end, uh, he's literally got to – I mean, he could get tossed into the stands, and he's still not getting the calls. Yeah, there were like three foul calls that were so questionable on Herb Jones last night alone. And Herb, you can tell – it's, it, he has a problem with him. We all should, too, because he's raising his arms. He's not right. one to ever argue, right, especially when he knows he made a mistake. Never. We've never seen it all last year and in this season. But he's being just a little bit more adamant with the officials than when he thinks, right, he got either robbed or didn't get a call. So I'm glad that he's taking that time to look at officials, talk to them, whatever, a little bit more this season. Because you're right. He's a great defender. We all talk about it. We all know it. And it's not just New Orleans. On national media scale, they know who Herb Jones is, right? Everybody considers him a top, basically a 10 defender. So I don't get why the officials haven't figured that out because they certainly know who the stars are and call those guys a little more leanly than other players. But also defenders get the benefit of the doubt. Why is Herb Jones not in that group? I don't understand. And we've seen young defenders get the benefit of the doubt, but yet he's not. I mean, it's not like you say, okay, well, last year you kind of gave it a pass because he was a rookie. We've seen guys going into their second years with that type of reputation, getting the calls based on their reputation, and he still is not getting those calls. And it's, it, look, it's frustrating to Willie Green. It's frustrating to anybody watching the, uh, the, the, the games right now. I do want to ask you about, uh, first of all, got to give a lot of credit to Alvarado and, 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 the, and the second unit who have consistently come in and, and really given them a spark uh, to get them going. And, you know, you hate to see, again, where, where, the, where the first team comes in and maybe, they're, again, they're not playing a top notch. But, man, I tell you what, they got, they've got an energizer bunny in, in, uh, in Alvarado who seems to get everything going, and it just becomes contagious. It does. He's the one that, like I said yesterday, Pelicans fell behind early. Uh, I think they were down by seven to the Bulls. He comes in. Before you notice, know 22-22 at the end of the first quarter. He has a quick seven points. He's disruptive um, defensively, right? Stopping the point of attack against his own man. So he's cutting off drives. But offensively, I just love how he pushes the pace. That's one thing I think has been missing and where nobody's talking about it. Willie right. Green wants to play with pace. He wants to be one of the fastest teams out there. And I thought against the Brooklyn Nets, we saw that, right, Eric? Whether mm-hmm. they got the rebound or whether it was off a make, they were pushing the ball hard, right, passing yep. ahead. I feel like we just haven't seen it like we did in that very first game. And it's slowly being kind of getting even worse with each passing game. But when Jose's in there, you see it. And I think it pays dividends, right? I mean, you see they get easier shots, quicker within the shot clock. And he just makes things happen. So, Jose, he might be the best backup point guard in the league. I'm not sure. But his, his name's definitely among the, the other contenders. Yeah. I do want to ask this. Um, I love Jackson Hayes. Uh, I, you know, I like his – um, his length, obviously, his, his athletic ability, but he's stagnated now. He's hit a wall. Uh, I mean, even with Larry Nance out, he's not in there. And he's Again, he's a guy you would think with his athleticism, his quickness, he'd be a guy you could put in. Uh, because he doesn't seem to be um, uh, putting it together and, and moving forward, is the G League maybe a place for him to kind of get his confidence going and getting, and getting him going? Because, man, they could really use him right now, and he's at the end of the bench. I'm with you. We're all wondering who's going to fill Larry's minutes yesterday. I guess it was kind of obvious with Andre Drummond being the backup big for Chicago that Billy right. Brennan Gomez got the call. But most nights, you're going to want Jackson, I think, over Billy. 
And look, if Jackson could just figure it out, he's got all that talent. We all know this. But he just doesn't apply it, uh, especially consistently. And so far this season, he's gotten off to a slow start. I thought I saw some nice glimpses from him in preseason, but, you know, it, it's just vanished. And obviously with the coaching staff not playing him at all lately, it shows you how much trust they have in him. So he's got to show them that he's deserving a minute. And I'll tell you what, I watched some scrimmage action by these Pels, guys that right. normally don't play in games. While Kyra Lewis impressed the heck out of me in about 15 minutes of play, I watched him. Jackson didn't. He didn't stand out at all. And that, that, that's kind of disappointing, right? When you're in the fourth year of your contract, mm-hmm. you have all that talent in the world, and it's a scrimmage with other guys like Temple, but a lot of assistant coaches out there, and you just don't stand out. So I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take for him, but I'll tell you what. He, he, like, he, he almost like he hit a wall. Guess what? That seemed to ignite him last year, and he even yep. mentioned it, I think, during media day this year. So why not do it? I agree. I'm with, I just look. We, we that was one of the reasons why we saw again as guys went down, and when they came back up, they were almost again refreshed. And I mean, they, they, their their play went up, and they need this kid. This kid needs to be able to uh, again be part of this this rotation, uh, especially when you have injuries. And uh, he's just been stagnated. Uh, we don't see the growth, and that that's troubling. It really is. Um, who you like tonight? It's a tough game with Portland coming in. It is, and I'll tell you what, it was supposed to be a great matchup, but unfortunately, at least for Portland fans, Damian Lillard's not going to play, right? So that's going to take well, out the, the, the fans uh, are getting a shaft, aren't they? Not, not the Pels, but, I mean, last week with Golden State, now uh, with sending everybody, now now Dame's not playing? Right, yeah. Damian, he had a calf strain, so he missed two games. Uh, then he's played the last two, but, you know, Portland played last night, so it's a back-to-back for him. So I can honestly understand why he's not going to play. But I'll tell you what, Pelicans got to take advantage because, like, like you mentioned, that Golden State Warriors game, I know the Pels won, but, you know, they weren't all that sharp because that game went I all agree. the way down to the fourth quarter. So I want to see them come out and treat this, you know, like, like Damian is playing, right? So come out full strength because uh, the Pelicans, they, their consistency, they're, they're from minute one to minute 48, their play just seem, seemingly has gotten worse mm-hmm. with each game. So I, I want them to just jumpstart. That's a great flying start for a change and just – Build on it, right? Get to up by 20 points in the second quarter against a team that you should blow off when they don't have their best players or best yeah. player on the court. I'm with you. And, and, and again, especially this is a big six-game homestand. You know, again, they started off on the road. Uh, you know, most of the game's on the road. This is huge. They should be pointing to this. And, uh, you know, over this next 10, especially with six of those at home, uh, you should, again, you should be looking again at, at one of these 8-2 and two or 7-3 and three type records. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks for, thanks for your, your time each and every week. Tell the folks about your fantastic site and uh, how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. Yeah, you can catch all of our work over at SB Nation. It's all one word, www.thebirdrights.com, where we've got all that coverage you need. Game action, what's going on with the Pels, you name it. Uh, so please check it out. Have a, um, have a great night tonight with, with the Pels, and, and we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks, Eric. Take care. Thank you. Again, folks, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt. You know, tune-ups are about a uh, peace of mind. Ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. In one year, your heating and air conditioning system can run for as many as 2,000 hours. Burkhardt can give you an annual precision tune-up that will extend the life of your system by identifying and preventing problems from small repairs to major breakdowns. Help optimize your your, your system's efficiency. That can mean big savings, again, when it comes to your energy bill. An annual tune-up will help maintain your system warranty and warranties require routine maintenance. So, again, 
get that thorough multi-point inspection performed uh, by Burkhardt. And, of course, they're Nate certified uh, technicians with years of experience. You'll be glad you did. They'll never gouge you, never cheat you, never make up something to try to make you buy another part. It's just not in their DNA. You want a company you can trust? Uh, you want to need, need that system tuned up? Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, all are open late, all are open seven days a week. Fantastic cocktails by some of New Orleans' greatest mixologists. And I'm telling you, the chefs are putting out a great menu at each and every restaurant. Absolutely delicious and delightful. Get out there and enjoy a meal, a cocktail, and some good times at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros, plus we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment, it's information, it's all that you could want, and it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m., following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Vicks NyQuil Severe. When cold symptoms keep you up, try Vicks NyQuil Severe. Just one dose starts working fast to relieve nine of your worst cold and flu symptoms to help take you from nine to none. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, best sleep with a cold medicine. Use as directed. Look out for an accident on the Crescent City Connection on the eastbound side at Camp Street, and your delays are going to be solid if you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection with delays solid from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also, if you're traveling westbound, Along the Pontchartrain Expressway, look out for delays steady if you're traveling along in that area from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit, 10 eastbound. Your delays are steady from Loyola to Power, and delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Also, in the meantime, look out for delays solid if you're traveling on 10 westbound from St. Bernard to Canal, and then delays pick back up on 10 westbound with delays that are steady from Bonneville to the airport. On the 610 on the westbound side, your delays are solid from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And on the eastbound side, from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And in the meantime, look out for accidents. Harrison at Weston, also lower line at Ferret, also North Claiborne at Franklin, also St. Bernard at North Broad. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. Don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire, family-owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. It's your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. First of all, largest selection of tires in the in the metropolitan area, bar none. You can either go to southerntire.com now, pick out your wheels, get everything ready, come into Southern Tire, they'll be ready to mount them for you. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches, and guess what? Financing is available. Hey, the other guys are going to tell you, I need to keep your car for a week. I need to keep your car for a couple days. Not a Southern Tire. Southern Tire is invested in the same diagnostic equipment to get at the dealership. Uh, again, their ASC certified technicians are certified to be able to get your vehicle back on the road. And of course, again, a, a Southern Tire, they're not looking to hold your car over. They're looking to get you in and out. And of course, that's what you want. At Southern Tire, you can trust, you can trust their mechanics to be able to, again, get you up and running and only doing the work that's necessary. Uh, Hickory and Airline in Mentory, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Go to southerntire.com. Check out all the service they provide for their customers including that diagnostic page where you can troubleshoot what's wrong with your vehicle then bring it over over to the Southern Tire. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972. It's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, 
others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Hi, this is Eric Asher. If you know you'll be needing a new air conditioning system anytime soon, then you should call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating before the end of the year. Because on January 1st, new federal rules mean all AC contractors are no longer able to install the most affordable air conditioning systems. The team at Burkhardt has these affordable systems available for install right now. There's financing available too. So see by calling Burkhardt today or learn more at acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. Get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti in the heart of the fun. 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Demand different. Demand Dudley DeBosier. Imagine this. You've been hurt in a car crash, but the insurance company only offers you pennies on the dollar for what you need for your injuries. You realize you should have called a lawyer, but how can you afford one now? At Dudley DeBosier, that call is free, and we are the only law firm in the state with the no-fee guarantee. That means you pay us nothing, no fees, no costs, or expenses unless we get you money. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504-444-4444. Chad Dudley, New Orleans. LA 22-13578. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. Ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget, again, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, and of course, um, Mambo's. Uh, and the hideout bar, 411 Bourbon Street. I'm telling you, folks, if you tried it, I've been talking about it now for so long. How could you not have? Uh, the, the cuisine, uh, Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest. The cocktails, magnificent. Uh, and I'm telling you, the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street, bar none. Uh, you've got three floors of, again, um, um, incredible dining, where, again, you have places to be able to eat, but also beautiful bars on each floor. Uh, first floor, picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street toward the front of the restaurant, a bar right there in the middle of the restaurant. You head toward the back, you have an authentic French Quarter courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Take the elevator to the second floor, Bourbon, re, uh, again, authentic Bourbon Street balcony, bar adjacent to that, a lot of, lot of, lot of um, tables to be able to dine or have a few cocktails, and then go to the third floor, and of course, it's unique, only one of its kind, Bourbon Street's only rooftop balcony, uh, uh, rooftop balcony and Bar. You'll be able to, again, uh, have cocktails there, sit out, check out the sight lines of, of the city of New Orleans. It's a great experience. Of course, again, perfect for a getaway with uh, friends, family. Uh, again, maybe you're looking to have your next event. 
uh, are going to be trying to close that business deal. They have lunch and dinner available for you seven days a week. Uh, they're open late as well. To find out more, go to MamboNola.com. And when you finish, you're looking for some live music, go right next door to the hideout bar. It's a courtyard setting with a beautiful bar and over a 300-year-old uh, building. They're serving food as well, great cocktails, and always live music. It's a fantastic experience. Next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar, 411 Bourbon Street. Uh, and I'm telling you, if you haven't tried it, man, try it. Go check it out. It's one of a kind on Bourbon Street. All right. Thanks to Alec Cassell for joining us in the program. We turn our attention to the LSU Tigers and what a great Saturday it was in Baton Rouge. Again, as the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide came to town and the, and the Nick Saban Tide uh, were, uh, were slayed. That dragon was slayed by Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers. And to break it down for us, he has literally, again, taken the digital platform by storm. His, um, his show is something to, 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 again, check out each and every day. You can check it out on YouTube Live, 7 to 9, each and every, uh, each and every day. Again, at your leisure. Uh, it's Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Great guest. Uh, a lot of fun. I mean, it, it is. It is uh, you won't realize that, again, it's been two hours by the time the show ends. It's that much fun. Uh, check him out daily. And, of course, he joins us on our program each and every Thursday. How are you, Jordy? Hey, good to be back. Thanks for having me, man. Jordy, how was it on Saturday night in Tiger Stadium? Man, it was epic. You know, we've had the chance to be there for a lot of big games, a lot of cool nights, a lot of big experiences, and I can't think of one that that's as big and as emotional and as fun and as competitive. And you know, just it, it, it had it all, really. You know, I mean, it, it had it all. It was a defensive heavyweight fight for three quarters. It turned into an offensive explosion and the fourth quarter and the, the the extra period and you had young guys making plays, you had veterans making plays, you had you know two really dominant and you know excellent coaches on each sideline going at each other. It was it was as good a night in Tiger Stadium as I can ever remember it and to be there with uh you know like kind of the, the family and mm-hmm. son and friends and 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 having them, you know, get that memory and get that moment was uh was cool. I know a lot of people have the same types of stories here uh this week after you know, what was a, a, a rowdy, raucous environment for four quarters, you know, four quarters plus an extra period. It was – they were in there early. They, they were engaged during the game, and obviously you saw what happened after the game. It, yes. it, was, it was just one of those nights, man. You know, Jordy, the, the great thing about your show is, again, you have access to a lot of the LSU coaches, players, et cetera. You've had a chance to talk to, again, both the coordinators. What they have done this year in, in terms of game plan and then adjusting on the fly, uh, it has really been second to none. We haven't seen that kind of coaching here, I don't think, since Nick Saban was here. Talk a little bit about it because you've gotten to know both those guys pretty intimately on your program. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. You know, I think that their biggest strength and what has been most impressive about this staff is their ability to adjust inside of the game and, you know, really adjust to their talent. I think they do an excellent job of of putting guys in position to make plays, whether, you know, I think Harold Perkins is a great example where, you know, they would like him to be able to do more, right, just from the role that they give him. But they know that, look, he's still got a lot to learn in football, but he's just <laughs> – He's too special of a player to to keep him off the field. So as you know, Brian Kelly kind of painted it this week uh, at his press conference. They met him halfway. Matt House met Harold Perkins halfway and said, "Look, I know you can't do everything that we're asking you to do, but you can just do this and dominate this." And you know, they they've done a jo- good job of evaluating guys and putting them in the right position, and then 
you know, really developing them and, and, and seeing them improve. Jaden Daniels is a great example, but Mason Taylor, you know, you look at the, the improvement that he's made, a guy like Makai Wingo, who, you know, has continued to, to get better each and every week. Josh Williams, the running back. I mean, there's so many examples of guys that have obviously put the work and put the commitment in, but they're obviously getting coached up. And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's a testament to, to Kelly and his coordinators and the staff of, you know, just the attention to detail. And, and you know, he, we've talked about it all year. Kelly's mm-hmm. going to tinker with this thing until he finds it. I mean, it's a Rubik's Cube to him, and he's going to keep flipping it until he finds out, you know, where everything kind of lines up. And until he gets there, he's going to continue to do it, whether it's, you know, week three or week nine. He's going to continue to try and find ways to, to make his team better. Well, I mean, it's just you see the maturation process of these young players. I mean, you see a guy like Jaden Daniels, who, again, I've talked to so many times saying, and, you know, maybe there's a little bit of hyperbole there, but it looked like he was almost ready to get benched, okay, because he wasn't throwing the ball effectively and was just one-dimensional. All of a sudden, this guy is, again, on the cusp of giving him the conversation for the Heisman. You look at Perkins, what he has done from day one to now. Josh Williams, I mean, I, I could go, I could start naming player after player after player. You can tell it's good, solid coaching and then figuring out what these guys know how to do well and putting them in a position to be successful. No, it is. You know, you you referenced Saban, and I really can't – you know, I mean, the the two guys that have been here since Saban were were good coaches. You know, I mean, by by no means – I want to discredit Smiles and Ed Ogeron, but it was different. You know, it it was in the way that they they were committed to it and what they were pulling out of the players. And, you know, they had success in their own rights, but what what, what Saban and what – you know, kind of Kelly is doing now is 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 built to last. You know, this is this is building consistent winning. This is you know beating Alabama without smoke and mirrors. I mean, they just lined up the other night, and yep. and they were the better team. You know, I think Jaden Daniels outplayed Bryce Young. I think the mm-hmm. offensive line outplayed Alabama's defensive line. I think LSU's defensive line outplayed Alabama's. Off- Those are the things that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have bet on that. You know, whether it was last week, last month, in the middle of the summer, I, I would have still thought that from a personnel standpoint that they had some, you know, they had some ground to make up against Alabama. And they still do in areas, but those were the mm-hmm. parts that, you know, I thought were going to come two, two years down the line into Kelly's existence. And to see in year one, you know, that they, that they went, they, they, they just went toe to toe with Alabama on yep. Saturday night and, 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 and came out, you know, the, the, the better team that, that is so ahead of schedule, right? Yes. I mean, not only for guys like you and I who talk about it, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine what like Scott Woodward and the executive staff are thinking up in the, you know, in the top of the athletic building, thinking, look, there's a ninety percent chance they're going to Atlanta this year. Right. I, 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 there's no way they could have imagined that. Right, but to do that, they got to be ready this week. This is again, uh, uh, this is a trap game, uh, like any like any other trap game. Talk a bit about it. Yeah, yeah I, I think it absolutely is the definition of a trap game. But here, here's what I've been saying all week. I believe that this game, this type of game, shows Kelly's value and the reason why LSU blitzed after him more than even last Saturday. I think they expect to be in those games last Saturday. They expect to, to win those games against Dallas' big games. The reason why Kelly was brought here is to win this game consistently these types mm-hmm. of games the games where you know it, it, it has you know habitually been a letdown and, and they have not been ready and this is what has cost them the consistency of the season and 11 o'clock game 35 degrees tough road trip 
Arkansas's right. down. You're coming mm-hmm. off of a an environment and a high in Tiger Stadium last Saturday so night emotional. that you'll never be able to recreate. Arkansas's coming off of a loss to Hugh Freeze and Liberty last week. KJ Jeffers, yeah, you know, it's just storylines mm-hmm. everywhere on both sides. But I think that Kelly has his team ready to play. They go take care of it against all of those odds that have always been excuses for LSU. Mm-hmm. I, I think you know if. I got an LSU gold account, which kind of gives you the behind-the-scenes access to what's going on. And Kelly addresses the Arkansas game last Monday in a team meeting, right, where, where you know, the Monday of Alabama week, mm-hmm. he addresses the Arkansas game. And, and the way that he kind of presents it, it says, look, this is my first year around this game, but I hear that LSU just plays up to the competition in this game. And he said, you know, that's BS. We're not playing up to any competition. We play to our standard every week because if we get high for Saturday night and then we come back and fall against Arkansas the next week, well, then this Saturday doesn't mean anything. And the the, the mental preparedness that he is stacking those guys with, um, you know, to me is kind of the difference. It's the little things. He mentions in that same presentation that for the first time, since Kelly has been on campus, since he's been the head coach, last week was the first time that they had 100% class attendance in one day as the LSU football program. Wow. I would love to know the last time that LSU has had 100% class attendance for one day as a program. It would have to be back to Saban if I was to bet on it. Yeah, I mean, maybe 07 that yeah. team, but still you had some guys that, you know, you really had to bring along. I mean, that, that there have been, um, you know, a lot of good teams that have come through here, but the buy-in and the, 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 the commitment seems to be something that Kelly is pulling out early of, of, of this, you know, this first team, which, you know, I think kind of goes into to building the program to last. Yeah, no doubt about it. I want to shift gears with just a couple minutes left. Uh, Tigers would have win last night over Kansas City, 74-63. to What did you think about Matt McMahon's first team? Look, I, it, it was obvious they hadn't played together. Yeah, I mean, I think that it looked like a bunch of guys that were playing together for the first time. I mean, remember what Kelly and his crew looked back in the Superdome mm-hmm. sure. against Florida State. They looked clunky. It was new coach. It was new players. It was new faces. It was, you know, all coming together for the first time. I, I think last night was 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 solid start. You know, you were able to put some names with faces. You were able to see yes. some rotation and, and, and how they want to play. But, you know, overall, as far as evaluating the play, I think it's – you know, they need time. They'll look much different in two weeks than they did last night. They'll look much different in a month than they look two weeks from now. So they just need more reps on the floor. I think that they've got a pretty healthy rotation. My biggest takeaway on the floor, though, is that Adam Miller is, you know, he's for real. He he, he can yes, score. He he'll, he'll be able to he'll be able to fill it up for you, and um, you know, you'll have a chance with him. I think you know KJ Jefferson on the block was pretty impressive, and mm-hmm. you know they had some things that, that that you looked at and said, wow, okay, they, they they've got some personnel checked off let, let, let's see if they can build this thing and, and, and get it moving uh from a team standpoint but you know that that will all come in my in my opinion but just more reps more games more more outings and um you know i, I think you know 11 point win on opening night with matt mcmahon new head coach and, and, yep. and nine new players take it move on yep no doubt about it always a pleasure my friend tell everybody about your fantastic show how fox folks can follow you on social media uh throw it all out to us Thank you. Uh, Colada Show, at Colada Show is the easiest place to follow us on social media if you just want to hit us there. 
Um, it's easy to do. And then uh, we're on YouTube every morning, 7 to 9 a.m., Jordy Collada Show. Uh, search us, follow us. We appreciate it. We'll be there tomorrow morning talking and getting ready for Arkansas LSU yeah. and uh, setting up the weekend. A must-watch, ladies and gentlemen. A must-watch. Check it out, Jordy Collada Show. Thank you for your time each and every week, my friend. Always, Zeke. Thank you, man. There you go. There he is, Jordi Collada, Jordi Collada Show. All right, don't forget, again, today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, the Hideout Bar, as well as um, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Uh, Oceana's open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, Oceana, um, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's, Hideout Bar, lunch and dinner, open late. Get out there and enjoy a great meal at the Oceana family of restaurants. Remember... Get that heater checked. If you haven't had a check with a, with a cold um, uh, snap coming through, my friends at Burkhart can do that for you. AC breaks down. They got you covered. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call. It's really a company can trust. Burkhart Air Conditioning Heating. Trust them over 30 years. You can trust them as well. Looking for a generator. Looking for the APCO whole home treatment system. Looking for, again, uh, someone to help you with your heating system, your air conditioning system. Again, even, again, electro, uh, um, electrical help. You got it over at Burkhardt. They're a one-stop shop. acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy! It's here. Diamonds Direct's amazing pre-holiday store-wide sale. This weekend, three days of extra savings store-wide. That's an extra 20% off all earrings, all bracelets, all bands, all pendants, all fashion jewelry. Virtually everything in every case is on sale. The lowest prices of the year and your last chance for store-wide savings before Christmas. You can't miss this. Engagement rings on sale. Eternity bands on sale. Exclusive designer jewelry on sale. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday only. And only at Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. But here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word learn to 323232 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text learn to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text learn to 323232 right now and get started for just one dollar text learn to 323232 now text learn to 323232 
Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof, locally owned and operated, fully licensed and insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861 Roof. That's 861 76 Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code IMPACT at checkout. That's harrys.com, code IMPACT. Enjoy! All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank our guests today, uh, Gary Smith, Ali Cassell, Ross Jackson, Jordy Collada, our regular Thursday lineup. Thanks so much to each one of those, again, for their expertise. We appreciate them. Rudy back at studio producing the program, as always. And, of course, the great sponsors sponsor our program, including our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, The Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Great menu for you. And the full menu is available. It's not one of these things where they cut the menu down for you late. No, no, full menu available until they close, usually 1, 2 a.m. And, uh, of course, uh, as always, we appreciate all the all the sponsors. Go to ericastro.com. If you ever forget about a sponsor's name or, again, you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, uh, that you need you need help like ac help whatever just go to ericasher.com you'll see the slideshow you click on the uh, on the name of the uh, of the company or the restaurant it'll take you right to their website everything you need to know about them right there for you at ericasher.com and thanks to those great sponsors sponsor our program and look it doesn't happen without you supporting those sponsors all these years 20 years you supporting those sponsors I certainly appreciate each and every one of you coming up next is the life resources bottom line sports hour michael green ken trahan keep it right here on 106.1 fm on WLAE TV, it's the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports with yours truly, uh, Gary Smith and Jude Young are my guests. Check that out on WLAE TV. Hey, thanks for listening. Certainly appreciate it. Tomorrow's the William Grant family still is Friday extravaganza. Looking forward to close the week out with a bang. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog catch touch of the governor, that includes the mayor at the Love Shack. They all got to go. We ain't going to lose. Casting.